0: All right, everybody, this is Brother Frank, and welcome to another episode of the Remnant Call. Glad to have you here and with us, and I'll tell you tonight, folks, this is a very important message, and not just important because I say it's important, but it's important because of the hour that we are living in, the times that we are in right now. Uh, God is calling us at this moment. He's calling us to be awake, to be alert, and to be ready, ready uh, for whatever is coming our way. And as you can see right now, what's going on, nobody, a few years ago, people knew it was a time for the Lord to come. And they believe things are going to happen. But until you finally start to see them happen, it doesn't ever seem to resonate that these things have begun. And it, it began a long time ago, uh, but the church wasn't paying attention. The, the remnant, uh, a lot of weren't paying attention. They, they, they said they were paying attention, but there was no spiritual practices, disciplines in their life in order to prepare for the situations that were coming uh, on the church at this time that we are now facing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in the name above every name, the name of Jesus we thank you that you have called us to something that is greater than we can we can understand, Lord. That you have called us for a time as this, Lord, like Paul, one born in due season, Father. I ask that tonight that this show, Lord, would be taken with the utmost seriousness. Lord, that you would speak through me in such a way that would convict by the power of your Spirit not by my flesh, not by anything that is of me, but it was what is of you, Lord, that would drive people to their knees to seek you with a passion and a fire inside of them like they have never known. Lord, I thank you for the blessings that you give, because I ask it in the name above every name, Jesus, Yeshua, the Savior of the world, the name in which demons tremble in fear. Amen. Folks, thank you so much, and God bless you because these are truly perilous times. And, you know, the Bible says something that is so, I think, uh, important to the hour that we are living in. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, when you think about it, that is a scary statement. You mean that it's possible to believe that you're on the right track, that you're heading down the right way, that you are going down the path that God wants you to go, only to find out at the end that you are going completely on the wrong course. How can this happen? Well, I mentioned it to you the other week. Uh, a powerful preacher that I know, he spoke a, a sermon one time and shared the people how he went to the to the DMV and And he had been driving for years. He had moved from South Carolina back to North Carolina, and he thought that he could just take the exam and that he would pass. He was confident. He'd been driving for so long. And he failed the test because he didn't read the book. And folks, if you think that you can pass the test without reading the book, you've lost your mind. Now, listen to me carefully before you jump to conclusions about what I'm talking about when coming to salvation. Now, we know that there's no way you can earn salvation. But how do you know about the salvation that you're receiving if you don't read about the book of the God who is offering it to you? You talk about where I want to follow Jesus. I want to do what the Lord says. But you don't read the word to actually find out what he's asking you to do. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And those who do not keep the Lord's commandments, he calls them liars. So you can talk about it all day long, about living for the Lord and go out and live for the devil. And God says that is actually lying. You are not professing a true love because a true love for the Lord will actually obey what he says to do. It's like I'm a parent, and if I tell my child no, and they say, no, I won't do it, Dad, yet they go and do it, I know that they were lying to me. They didn't mean what they said. It doesn't mean that we don't mess up, we don't make mistakes, we don't sin. I'm not talking about that. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the hour that we are living in is now beginning to blow my mind as interacting with other believers that are in the churches, that are calling themselves Christians, that are taking the sides of political parties that support homosexuality, that support abortion, that support all these things that God says are absolutely vile in the name of equality. And folks, trust me, we're all created equal in the Creator's eyes. And I'm not giving the Republican Party some free uh, pass to get free because they are supporting many of these things also. And Democrat and the Republican Party, and the truth is that they are trying to deceive us as believers on both sides into buying into their propaganda so we will continue to follow their system that is trying to train us to behave in the particular way to infect us with their desires and their new world order, whatever it may look of like in their party lines. but rest assured folks, their agendas are the same to control us into thinking. Their way, And people are going to decide, and I want to be in this party, and I'm following Trump, or I'm a liberal, and it's, I don't even know how you can be that as a believer, and whatever it may be. And, and the truth is, folks, both Democrat and Republican are deceiving the world right now. There is only one truth, in his name is Jesus Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach. That is the truth. His ways are right, because he doesn't compromise and say, well, I'll allow a little bit of abortion. I'll allow some homosexuality. I'll allow some perversion so that I can get the vote. His way is his way, and you either get on his way, or you can have it another way, and it's not going to be his way. Folks, this is the hour when God is calling us to make a change. At a meeting held at St. John's Church in Richmond, Virginia, on March 20th, 1775, as the Revolutionary War was beginning, Delegates Henry stood before the Second Virginia Convention, and this is what he spoke. Now, being from Virginia, a state who was once a—I I was thankful to be a Virginian. This was a powerful state. Uh, we, we, had a, we were thankful for the, for the things we had—the heritage of this state was wonderful. But now the liberalness that has taken over this state and the vileness of our governor who would like to kill babies as they're coming out of the womb, he doesn't care. I cannot support that. But what happened in this state in 1775, I believe, is pertinent to us right now. So Delegate Henry stood before the Second Virginia Convention, and this is what he spoke. They tell us, sir, that we are weak, unable to cope with so formidable an adversary. But when shall we be stronger? Will it be next week or next year? Will it be when we are totally disarmed and when a British guard shall be stationed in every house? Shall we gather strength by irresolution and in inaction? Shall we acquire the means of effectual resistance by lying sublimely on our backs and hugging the delusive phantom of hope until the enemies shall have bound us hand and foot? It is in vain, sir, to exonerate the matter. Gentlemen may cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war is actually begun. The next gale that sweeps from the north will bring to our ears the clash of resounding arms. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that gentlemen wish? What would they have? Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. What a powerful statement by Patrick Henry. Most of you only know the last part of that. But he refused to be overrun by what was going on in his country at that time. Now, folks, I am not here to fight the U.S. government. Make note of that. That is not what I want to do. I am here to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, to declare his second coming, and to share the good news of the salvation that he offers. That is my job. But rest assured, you come up my driveway, and you have harm for my family. I will resist without any compassion. This is the hour that God has called us to. This is the moment that God wants us to fight And God has called us to this very hour to be soldiers for Jesus Christ. Not in the flesh with arms, but on our knees, not willing that the invisible forces of the enemy should take over God's people, which is happening right now. If you look at the cover of this week's broadcast, you will see I specifically put things that are pertinent to our hour. Having abortion unhindered having the white house covered in in different colors of the of the lgbtq rainbow hope and ho- homosexuality the the false apostate pastors of this day on the right hand side and to the left you can see right there We have the riots that are going on. We are living in a time where this country is an absolute anarchy and the church is asleep at the wheel and sitting there on their Zoom meetings, meeting remotely, hoping that things get back to normal when the truth is that the church that we once knew in this nation has crumbled and God is looking for others to step up and to carry the flag of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The problems that faced Patrick Henry in his day are facing the church in our day. And God is looking for warriors and not sissies. The truth is the husbands have left their roles in the house of being the spiritual leaders. They were to walk in the ways of God, to teach their family how to walk in the ways of God, to be a reliable source for strength in the family. But what's happened today is the husbands have abandoned their posts, the wives have had to step up, the women have had to carry the role because the men are nowhere to be found. And unfortunately, some women have went the other wrong way and they've gone to the feminist side or to a role that God never called them to be in leadership because the men are not present. God, for you women that stood up where we should have. Thank goodness for the single mothers out there who took a stand for Jesus Christ while the husbands were out chasing after the world. We have begun a new era in the United States, and God is very specific on his instructions. In Revelation, if you want to turn in your Bible with me to Revelation chapter 18, verse 3, For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered. You see, the Lord knew what was going to happen in this day. And he warned us almost 2,000 years ago, through his apostle John in the book of Revelation, John the Revelator, when he shared what was going to be happening in these last days. And God says, I want you to come out of Babylon. Now, we know that Mystery Babylon is a very complex system. And yes, I do believe unashamedly that America falls into a part of Babylon as spoken in Revelation 18. But Babylon is bigger than just that. Babylon is religious. It is economical, it's geopolitical, it is all around the planet. And yes, it involves the Vatican and everything else. And I believe that God is calling us in this hour to separate ourselves from the bondage of Babylon that is going on here. Because there were so many believers back in the day that stood firmly on the word, that knew that homosexuality was wrong, that knew that abortion was wrong. Now they're saying, well, it's, you know we don't know. I, how can I judge? Who am I to judge? Well, the truth is, folks, you are not to judge salvation. But the Bible says that we are to judge righteously. We need to judge what is right and wrong. The only judging you're not supposed to do is when you're judging somebody that's doing something wrong, and you are doing the exact same thing. That is the r- judgment that God said you are not to do. But the truth is, we are to judge what's going on. Because Paul is very, very specific when he gives us instructions in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verse 9. Listen to what he says through 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. For such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So Paul saying very specifically, stop the fooling yourself as believers. These people, they're not going into the kingdom. They're not getting there. You can't, listen, the adulterers, the effeminate, the idolaters they're not going in. But yet the churches are telling us it's okay to live that way. It's okay to live in adultery. It's okay to do what you want to do. Don't worry, you're saved by grace. Folks, grace is not a license to sin. It is the power to live holy by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, his ways are higher than ours, and his thoughts are higher than ours, but that means he wants to bring us up to them, not us bring him down here. I say it unashamedly. We are in perilous times, and we don't even realize it. And you say, no, Brother Frank, I am awake. I'm alive. I know what's going on at this hour. I post it on my Facebook 100 times a day. I show what's going on. But the truth is you can post all you want, but if you're not spending prayer time fasting and praying and seeking God, then you're simply doing posts and listening to podcasts. I'm not trying to be hard, folks. I'm trying to shake you up to get on your knees and get serious about your relationship with Jesus Christ. This is the hour, and if this isn't the hour, when will be the hour? When the missiles are flying, is that when we'll get serious? Because I don't want to wait till there's an incoming ICBM before I decide that this is the hour I want to get serious in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Have you seen what's going on in Seattle? Have you seen the riots that are going on? People overtaking precincts, police officer precincts in Seattle and creating their own little nation there. What is wrong in our society today? It's the spirit of rebellion of the last days, of lawlessness. This is what God was warning us about, and he was telling us to come out of her and be ye separate. I know there's patriots out there that want to fight and want to, you know, I got my guns and 4,000 billion rounds of ammunition, and they're ready to take on the military. Folks, that's not me. That's not me. I'm not here to do that. I am here to spread the good news. I will defend my family. I will defend them with my dying breath. But I am not here to fight the U.S. government. I'm here to share the good news. That is the mission. God's looking for warriors that are not afraid to... to go out into the hard hit places that are not afraid to go out into the places other people don't want to go to and to share the good news of the gospel I know what it's been like to go into places that be fearful I know what it's like to be left behind in Muslim villages on mission trips in Africa while everybody else is going other places I know what it's like when that fear grips your heart and you're all alone and then God does something amazing and shows you his power in the middle of that situation on things you could have never seen coming if I had never stepped foot in faith, I would have never seen the miracles of God. And yet he was always faithful to me. You see, folks, there is a strong delusion that is happening today. And it's unfortunately happening amongst the so-called remnant crowd. This strong delusion where people don't love the truth. I... I had, the other day, had to make a comment. I rarely comment on Facebook or anything because I don't have a personal Facebook page. I don't put myself uh, self out all over the Internet. I have no desire to show face all over the Internet. I have no desire to be known and all that stuff like that. It's not who I am. But I had to make a comment the other day because somebody posted something, a word from the Lord, and I read that and they posted it on their page and I was like, this is junk. Don't people use any discernment anymore? That's not the word from the Lord. It's plain and simple. God never said any of that in his Bible. Yet we are preaching it like it's the word of Lord. And anybody that's got a five-second prophecy on something from their flesh, people are posting it and following it. And folks, I'm trying to tell you right now, there is a million voices out there, but there is only one voice from the Lord. And if you want to hear the voice from the Lord, it takes patience, prayer, and time. And he will speak when he is ready to speak. You will not force him to speak. You will not make him speak. You must listen and be patient because your flesh wants to speak every five seconds. The Lord will speak when he's ready. But even if he's not speaking to you audibly at this moment, he speaks through his word and we use his word as our guide to keep us from being distracted and deceived. Folks, this is a perilous time we're living in. Things are getting worse and worse. It's not going to ever be normal again. And you, I don't care what happens. Folks, as long as we continue down this road of utter debauchery, of utter lawlessness, this country is not turning around. The truth is, it's not our home. We're looking as believers for a city whose builder and maker is God. This is the last days. These are the hours that, the, that your grandparents warned you about. This is the time that they told you would come as when you were in church as a little kid one day. These are the times, and folks, like unfortunately, to use a bad quote from the old movie Roadhouse, it's going to get worse before it gets better. It doesn't have to be the worst of times for believers. And I'm going to tell you why. God designed us to go through tribulation. He designed us to go through the fire with peace. You see, you read the book of the martyrs and you hear these tragic stories of how they were being burned at the stake, yet clapping their hands. God, even though they were burning, was still supernaturally protecting them even as they were going down. It's time for us to make a decision. Do we follow this world? Do we follow the apostate church? Or do we follow Jesus Christ? You see, when we begin to get into tune with God, and we get into tune with His Word, things begin to change, and the words from the Most High begin to ring through in our lives. See, for those that are struggling to stay on the straight and narrow path God's way, the Bible says, I will go before you and make the crooked path straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brawn and cut the bars of iron. You see, God says, the bad path, the crooked path that you've been on, trust me, I will go before you and make them straight. He says, for you shall not go out in haste, nor go by flight, for the Lord will be, go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. Therefore, understand today the Lord your God is he who goes before you as a consuming fire. He will destroy them and bring them down before you, so you shall drive them out and destroy them quickly, as the Lord has said. The Lord will fight for you. You see, God is desiring for us in this hour to walk in peace. Through the tribulation, through the fire, If you, uh, you remember we talked about a program, Brother Dimitri Dudeman's uh, visions that he had when the Lord sent him here to the United States. Well, Brother Dimitri wrote a powerful little book that many of you may have never read before. It's called Through the Fire Without Burning. about the things that he had went through and how the Lord had brought him through these trial after trial after trial. And I see how God used these people who were in traumatic experiences yet brought them through for God's glory. And he will do the same for us in these last days. Folks, it's time to come out of her, my people. It's time to be separate. It's time to not touch the unclean thing anymore. God has called us to rise up and to be faithful. If you're living in sin, repent. Seek the Lord's face and turn from your wicked ways. He is faithful and just to forgive if we simply ask for the forgiving. Folks, God wants us to be assured in our salvation and at peace with the Lord as he calls us to a tremendous work in these last days. The last days is not for the remnant to cower in fear there will be times for us that we will rise up and share that good news and win many to Jesus Christ. You see, the tribulation has to happen. The tribulation is needed because it is going to help to break down the walls to the places that the gospel has not penetrated yet. And folks, let me tell you right now, assuredly, The gospel is going to fly through this world with such a speed and ferocity. You're not even going to believe it. The Chinese have a movement called the Back to Jerusalem Movement, where they believe that they're suffering over the last fifty plus years that the Lord has been preparing them to take the gospel down the old Silk Roads between China and through to Jerusalem, through the Arab, the hardest, depraved gospel places around the world. That the Chinese would take the gospel to the Arabs. You know the problem with that is. Americans think we're the only ones doing anything in this hour, when the truth is God has people that are hard at work, they're in persecution, and they are being prepared for something that's coming right now. The Chinese church is being persecuted, yet it is growing unbelievable. Folks, persecution is coming to the United States. Don't be afraid. I don't desire it, but it is coming. And you know what? God will get us through it because he's faithful and he's just and the judge of all the earth will do that which is right because he said he would you need to make a decision right now whom do you serve for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord this is brother Frank on the remnant call saying to everybody good night and shalom A